this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk about how to determine the quality of a new supplier. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 21. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the podcast that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulaski. Today I want to talk a little bit about how to determine new suppliers that you're working with are a higher quality supplier or a low quality and where they kind of fit in um, into the whole puzzle. I get a lot of questions about when working with new suppliers, what are some things you should do, what are some things you should ask, how you should approach them, and all sorts of um, questions related to working with suppliers. So I definitely wanted to jump into that a bit. So kind of the first thing to know is a lot of people, so let's start off with there's manufacturers, distributors, and then also other retailers who call themselves suppliers. So there's a lot of different things that, a lot of different entities that will call themselves suppliers and want to work with you um, as an e-commerce retailer. So it's kind of up to you to determine who are these folks, um, where do they kind of fit into the puzzle, and is it someone you want to work with? So certain markets, just to start, everything goes through distributors. Um, so for example, things like auto parts, you're always working with distributors. It's kind of just a the way it works. Um, you very rarely go direct to manufacturer. You can, but just with the wide range of manufacturers, most folks start with distributors. So that's always something to know that there are distributors and kind of the way of defining a distributor. They work direct with manufacturers. They order inventory and store it at their warehouses. And then when you place an order with them, they're pulling out of their local stock. So they don't have to go to someone else and they hold the stock of many different manufacturers. So it provides a way of you going to one distributor and getting to have a whole uh, host of products. So example, in kind of brick and mortar world, let's say you're opening a restaurant and you want to outfit your restaurant with chairs and tables and napkins and plates and all sorts of different things. You could go to individual vendors of each one of those individual manufacturers, or you can go to a distributor who carries restaurant supplies that has all the things your restaurant will need to get started. They provide you everything. You pay a small fee, a small additional fee on top of what you'd pay going direct to manufacturer, but you have a one-stop shop. They have it in stock, and it makes it just super easy to order. So it allows, in brick-and-mortar world, you not to have to maintain these relationships with all these different manufacturers. In the e-commerce world, you can get started a lot quicker with a lot of different products from a lot of different manufacturers and not have to um, make all those relationships up front. So distributors are definitely something that you either may have to work with, depending on your industry, or it might be a good way of getting started, and then over time, maybe you start going direct to manufacturer. So kind of the next step is when you start working with manufacturers, what are some things you should know? What are some things you should um, try to find out up front? So one of the first things is a lot of folks nowadays, I found, are working with people that call themselves manufacturers, that it might be they're just other retailers. Um, I see that a lot, and it's kind of an interesting thing that's popped up in the past couple of years, where retailers are calling themselves suppliers, and it's kind of muddy the waters on the, uh, on the definition. So kind of just some things up front when you're talking with them. It's good to know, are you working with other retailers, or is this literally your first time? Um, and that's, you know, if it's a small mom-and-pop, um, maybe you, if your supplier has literally like a, another e-commerce retail site, um, kind of a red flag. 
you usually don't want to be the first one working with them. Not because it wouldn't, wouldn't be a good thing, but just because there's a lot of um, education up front on how the process works. They would put a lot of the onus on you instead of the other way around. So for example, um, I get questions all the time from retailers. They work with suppliers, um, but the suppliers are essentially other retailers. And the suppliers are asking them questions on billing. Um, hey, you know, how are you going to invoice me? That sort of thing. How are we going to, you know, payments? And a lot of questions about some basic fundamental things. And if you're working with someone who's done this before, a supplier is going to, they're going to bill you. Um, that's kind of, you know, just how commerce in general works, right? You buy something from someone, that someone bills you, not the other way around. You hear this, I hear this all the time from new, um, from retailers working with new suppliers, um, that kind of call themselves suppliers. They get this thing where the supplier is saying, okay, so should you pay a commission? Will it be 20, like in very, um, they're kind of questioning some basics on how to bill, um, which is something that's always interesting. And they're passing on to the retailer all these questions and kind of putting the onus on the retailer. So it's kind of a red flag if the suppliers are putting an onus on you, any kind of work on you to do billing, anything like that. Um, or another thing, suppliers typically have a way of you getting inventory from them or sending orders to them in some sort of electronic fashion. If the suppliers are kind of asking you questions on how to do that, um, kind of a red flag. Could mean it's their, literally their first time, they don't have a process in place, and they're kind of asking the retailer, um, hey, how do I do this? And if the supplier's asking you how to do it, you kind of want to stop and pause and say, you know, how do you do this with the other retailers, that sort of thing. Because um, again, it's okay to be the first one, but just understand that there's a lot of work that goes up front to starting this whole process and getting a process in place for the supplier. And essentially, if you're the first retailer, they're kind of using you um, to help them with that process. And that's a lot of work that maybe you want to sign up for, but at least you want to know what you're getting into. So kind of from there, let's say you go to a supplier. They're a big, well-known supplier, well-known manufacturer. They've done this before. Um, you, you, know, you can see they have ways of providing inventory. They have some sort of internal system where they're managing all this, managing their billing. You know they're a large kind of legitimate supplier. What's next? How do you tell if they're a kind of a lower end supplier or kind of a upper level supplier? Um, kind of the easiest way is just understanding that suppliers might put up some walls, let's say, some hoops you have to jump through. The more of those, it's almost the better for you in the long run. Reason being, if they make it super easy to get started, you put in some form online, hit submit, and hey, you're a retailer, that means everyone can do it with them. And if everyone can do it, that means everyone's going to have those same products. Everyone's going to have those same prices. Every other retailer, you're going to be competing with everyone for um, these products. Don't get me wrong. These supplies are great to get started because you're able to just kind of log on and say, hey, you know, I want to sell your products. They say, great, go do your thing. Um, and there's very little hoops you have to jump through, which is fantastic at the beginning. But as you kind of move um, and you kind of get a little more mature in your process, you want to work with supplies that actually make you jump through hoops. So, for instance, um, they'll, so one question I got is, are they going to start looking at your site, looking at your business address, looking at your phone number, fax number? And better supplies? Yes, absolutely. And you want to have all those things. You're going to have to provide them with a legitimate site, with already, already products on it, with a phone number, with a business address, with a fax number. 
all these things, um, EIN number, all these things you want to have set up ahead of time because as you start working with suppliers, they're going to want to see these things. Um, if the supplier doesn't ask for any of this, it means they're probably a pretty basic low-end supplier. As they start kind of asking for these things, it means you're, this might be a supplier you want to work with. And definitely, um, you want to have as much as you can set up at the beginning. Something, for example, of a site with products, you might need to work with a low-end supplier to get those products onto the site. And then from there, you can kind of parlay that into the next level and say, okay, now I have the site, I have some products, what's the next step? Where are some suppliers that I can go to that wouldn't have worked with us six months ago, but now that we have the business kind of up and running, we can start to approach them. Some other questions to find out is uh, map pricing. If suppliers offer that, it's fantastic. Um, minimum advertised price, which basically means you can't set your price any lower than X for a given product. Um, what this does is now you can't compete on price, but that means nobody can compete on price for these products. Everyone can, compete the, put, everyone can price their products at the lowest possible level. Everyone does. The manufacturers build in a margin for all their retailers, and nobody can drop below this, which is great because then you get to compete on other things, like adding value, adding descriptions, adding reviews, adding a lot of information about the products, and just really compete on adding value instead of doing the whole uh, race to the bottom sort of thing. Because once you cut your margins lower and lower and lower, someone's always willing to undercut you. So if you are able to find manufacturers and industries that have map pricing, it's fantastic because then you can kind of compete on a on our kind of upper level. And it's not just a race to the slimmest margins possible. Another way to tell if you're working with a kind of higher end supplier is they'll start offering you an account rep. Someone actually talked to you there. Um, Someone kind of manages you as a retailer. If you have any questions, you're not just sending into you know questions at manufacturer.com. You actually have a rep there that you can talk to. You can approach with questions. If you want to start discussing better pricing tiers, things like that, you have someone to talk to that has a personal relationship. And like I said, there's suppliers that will just accept everyone. You're just a number. You won't have a rep. Um, they won't spend much time with you. But the more selective suppliers will actually um, spend a lot more time with you and assign you kind of a dedicated rep. Also, another thing to look out for, to ask about, is credit terms. Initially, when you're just getting started, you're going to have to pay on every order. Um, they might even build a credit card, that sort of thing. But as you kind of move a little more along, you can start talking to suppliers about net 30, net 60, any sort of terms, which allow you at points to say, you know, we had a spike in sales, let's maintain a level of credit with the supplier, uh, maybe towards the holidays, where you can have some on credit cards, have some cash on hand, and have some credit with the supplier, and kind of mix it all around so that you're able to order more um, when you see a spike in sales, or you want to run a promotion, and that sort of thing. So it allows you some more flexibility as a retailer to have the supplier help finance the, um, those spikes, which is fantastic for you. So when you're approaching a supplier, um, some of them will ask, do you have a physical location? Sometimes this is a deal breaker for a supplier. They only want to work with folks with a physical retail presence. Um, so there's not much you can do there if you're online only. There's also some suppliers that will not work with online retailers. So you want to kind of know that up front and be upfront with them about that, that you are an online retailer and that's your, your goal is to sell online and on your, on your site. 
some things you do want to not say when you're approaching them is talk about a lot of people um, approach a supplier and say, hey, do you drop ship? It's actually a word that suppliers tend not to use. It, um, it's, it's just not something that, it's a term that retailers use kind of online talking about it, but the actual more established suppliers just, are you shipping direct to consumers? Um, can I place an order with you of a quantity of one and you ship direct to my consumer? They might do that, they might not. They might actually require you placing minimum orders of 100 units or X number of dollars, that sort of thing. And that's something also to know up front. So, because not every supplier drop ships. Some do, some do it over certain levels. Um, so you want to kind of ask all those questions up front. And like I said, the more kind of levels, more kind of hoops you have to jump through, the better. Um, because not everyone's going to do it, and that means that now you're in the select few. There are suppliers where, let's say you're in a certain industry, initially they might say, no, you can't work with us. And as you get a little more established, all of a sudden now you might be able to go back to them, or they might even come to you and say, hey, would you like to carry our products? Just because now you're an established retailer. So it really helps to start really building a brand, building a niche, building a presence online, and you're able to kind of stair-step up and work with some much more established suppliers doing it that way. So I hope that helps. Um, if you're working with any suppliers, it's always good to kind of know the market, know what other suppliers are out there, um, see what other folks are selling different products, and that definitely is something that helps and can help you grow your business. So until next time, appreciate it. Um, also, if you have any e-commerce automation needs, feel free to check out Spark Shipping. Um, we do e-commerce automation from retailers to suppliers, so uh, definitely check us out. Great. Thank you. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.